Oh my gosh, I feel so blessed right now. Triple H just looked me straight in the eyes and said we want to offer you a contract and move you to Orlando within the next 30 days. Yeah, <laughs> this is freaking cool. So I'm at a loss for words. I literally broke down crying and I don't like to cry in front of anyone. And um, here I am crying in front of everyone <laughs> over there. So yes, I'm extremely grateful right now. You know, when we all have our 15 minutes of fame, and I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. This match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship! What you just heard was Faith Jeffries. Some of you people who have followed the Wild Superheroes would know her as Faith Delinus. And yes, it is true. She is signed to the WWE as of SummerSlam weekend 2021. Uh, and SummerSlam just went off the air as I'm recording this right now. You're listening to the Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is your host, Mr. Green. And yet another WOW superhero has moved on to doing something else entirely different from WOW because they cannot wait any longer. Surprise, surprise. This is everything that I said several podcasts ago, probably several months ago, probably several years ago at this point because this is not anything new. I won't dwell on it. Uh, well, I'll try not to. I tend to kind of ramble on when I start talking about why, because even to this day, I will get a message or a comment or something like that, you know, despite having kind of addressed wow. And you can go back and listen to that show where I, you know, explain its cancellation and all that good stuff. But even now, you know, every every once in a while, you get somebody that not necessarily that they don't know that why isn't there, but, you know, have you heard anything new? Is it, you know, is, are they supposed to be coming back? Uh, you know, is there any inside track to it? You know, something along those lines. And, and, and the answer really hasn't changed, you know, and not, not just that, not for nothing, but I really don't think that a lot of people that were on the roster were even aware of his cancellation. I, I don't think that Wild did a good job of communicating that information to his people whatsoever. But, you know, that that's a, a whole different issue. Anyhow, the point being here is that the former Faith the Lioness is uh, now moved on. She is signed to WWE, and you better believe that uh, there is going to be no working between the two companies if she is anywhere in WWE, according to what you just heard. She's got 30 days from... Uh, uh, that tryout to get herself moved from Vegas to Orlando. That is a cross country move. Now, given the amount of people that uh, the WWE has 
cut through like a hot knife through butter in the last couple of weeks. I would really hope that they are at least taking consideration what they're asking people to do. But at, at, at this stage, I don't know if uh, which con am I talking It's not until Nick. Nick Khan really is all that concerned with it. But the one thing that Faith probably has going for her in, in, in her favor is that she is a newbie, essentially, to the wrestling business. So she... So they can really build her from the ground up. She is probably everything that uh, the WWE is looking for. And before we move on, I do want to say a public congratulations to her. It is funny because it wasn't all that long ago that I left a message on her Instagram asking what she pretty much done with wrestling. She's like, no, I would really like to do something with it. And, you know, this is like a week or two before these tryouts. So, you know, who knew at the time that she was going to be jumping back into wrestling and then getting attached to the largest wrestling promotion in the world. You know, all due respect to you AEW fans out there. But WWE is still, you know, technically speaking, the largest wrestling promotion left or largest sports entertainment. You know, they don't like to refer to themselves as wrestling. Uh, But for those who have only known Faith through her wild endeavors or that she has only been trained throughout. Yes, her the bulk of her wrestling experience has all been wild, you know, as Faith. However, you know, to to give her uh, a little boost here, not that she needs it from me. Uh, she, she has been a very athletic woman throughout her, you know, her life and career. You know, she's. Of course, we know that she's multi-talented. She's kind of pursued her music career and, and what have you. She is probably everything that the WWE wants. She's a statuesque blonde, so that's going to work in her favor. They can. She doesn't really have an, any, any experience on the independents, so they do not have to beat the independent habits out of her. They can train her uh, from the ground up, and she does have an athletic background. She's... Uh, believe trained in martial arts and boxing of course we know that she's done wrestling so this isn't anything you know completely new to her uh and she certainly is willing to do it um so but this will be the the biggest change it's not going to be the same thing as what she was used to it's not going to be this case of you know come in town and tape a couple of episodes and then we'll catch you during the next tape and she's going to have to get used to the grind of being in the WWE system, that being, you know, potentially traveling around, wrestling every day, you know, doing, you know, if, if you, even if you're not wrestling as a uh, trainee, you'll probably be in a performance center 90% of your time. So uh, she's she's in for quite the journey, I'm sure. So um, the congratulations to her. But it does bring to mind, you know, when you really think about it, how many people are left to even participate in WOW. Now, there are a lot of wrestlers that are still out there that I'm sure would pop back up because they don't really have a a, a primetime spot, so to speak. As I look through the the roster of people, (laughs) some of which we've probably only seen once or twice, but... um, uh, I mean, let's go. Like, you know, I'll, I'll name a few: Abilene Mavericks, who 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 was formerly known as Barbie Hayden. Uh, she's pretty much said that she's done with wrestling outside of WoW, which pretty much means that she's done with wrestling. You know, um, 
I forget. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, ah, why can I think of it? Guerrero's daughter. I can't see it. it, it uh, Shaw, Shaw Guerrero, uh, who was a ring announcer there. Probably not going to come back right now. I think she's, she's locked into AEW unless they can work out the way she could just do both. Serpentine, who we know is Thunderosa. She's already left, signed with AEW, formerly. NWA Women's Champion. A lot of the girls have just filtered back off onto the independents. Uh, Malaya, I don't think she wrestles all that much anymore. I know she's done a couple of independents since leaving uh, uh, WOW. Or, well, yeah, I can't say since leaving WOW. Since WOW was uh, put on hiatus again. Uh, Santana Garrett, who's uh, formerly in NXT, has uh, returned to the independents. So maybe she would. Tessa Blanchard is kind of a... Uh, tough call right now because I don't know if they should even want to touch her at this stage of her career. I mean, and it's, you know, she's an exceptionally talented woman, but, you know, it, whether she's worth the trouble following what she went through and uh, was exposed on at, and uh, impact is a whole different issue. That being, for those who aren't aware, I mean, this is an old story. Her using some non-savory terms uh, to her fellow colleagues, much less uh, terms towards black women. Uh, La Rosa Negra in, in particular. She's the one who levied the accusation against Tessa Blanchard. And, and, and the unprofessionalism that followed when she, was, uh, when she became the Impact World's champion. And then following that just no longer showed up. So I don't know if that's somebody that they would want to have come back either. Uh, I mean, but you know, I'm not going to go down the entire list of, of things. But needless to say, a lot of them kind of moved on. Some are still in a holding pattern. I know that for a fact. Some are just waiting for a while to somehow return and they can go back to it. But uh, it's almost two years. They taped in 2020, in early January 2020. Now it's not entirely their fault. For a couple of reasons, Access TV let them go because they have Impact Wrestling and they want to focus solely on Impact Wrestling as their one and only wrestling uh, piece of content. So that was that's what happened when the new regime came in. Wild lost his spot. And then you follow that with, after they did tapings, the pandemic hit and, and more or less shut everything down. Uh, so, you know, they, they've been the bear of just overall misfortunes, but even with that, you would think that it could at least put something up on their social media, their Facebook or their YouTube or Instagram or something just to satisfy the masses and, and give some of their, uh, their, their talents an idea of what's going on, which I can tell you, and I will not mention the person's name. Uh, I can tell you that they had no clue that it was canceled. Did not know it at all. And then once I said it and I saw the shock or heard the shock in her voice, I was like, oh, it's canceled. You know, that right there told me that WoW doesn't pass this information along. And it just kind of, they're just sitting and, and leaving these girls just kind of holding in place. Diamante has moved on to AEW, as has Fire, or I should say Adrenaline, who is known as Diamante, 
on the independence and moved on to AEW. Fire, who we know as Kara Hogan, has moved on, you know, from Impact actually to AEW as well. So your Wild Tag Team Champions are no longer there. And with two years going by, whatever content that they've recorded is likely going to be extremely outdated at this point. Again, as I'm recording this, SummerSlam 2021 has just gone off. We, we are, you know, what, four months out? Yeah, four months out for the turn of the, of the year. It'll be 2022. That the, the content, whatever it is, I haven't seen it, don't know what's in it. I have no clue. It's going to take them another hard reset again to try to make any of that go forward. You have to crown new tag team champions, probably have to crown a new champion altogether. It's just, you know, I wish they'd just go ahead and make the announcement and say, hey, look, we, thank you for your time, but we're moving on. Anyway, speaking of people who have moved on, I brought up Kira Hogan there for a second. And I want to go to her because Kira Hogan, as I just said, has finished up her run with Impact Wrestling. Kiera has... Uh, been there for I want to say the better portion of about oh four years. Let's, I, I do believe. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and she had been you know a, a relatively consistent, although she never won, and arguably had never really been in a, in top contendership for the knockouts championship. Although she did become one half of the knockouts tag team championships so you know she's she's been successful in that regard and as part of fire and flavor i'm actually a little sorry that the team broke up i wanted them to stick together for a while but uh it you know it, it just didn't work out that way I, I, I imagine it was time for her to move on or she wanted to move on and you know she uh I think she she actually left in January because you know they tape all this and ahead of time, and it's not as if you wouldn't have known it because you would have seen her on AEW television before, or at least AEW programming before the airing of <clears throat> of her final appearance in Impact, um, which was uh, the fifth, and they lost. They being Fire and Flavor lost their their final attempt as a tag team uh, against Grace and Ellering, which prompted the emergence of Savannah Evans, who came out and attacked Kira Hogan and, and beat her down. What well, you know, that actually wasn't the last one. That, that was that was what caused the uh, the breakup. The last appearance she had is when she came back into the impact zone and called out her former partner Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans, but what she got was Sue Young and pseudo Sue Young or Kimberly Young. I don't know what she is right now. And they drug her off into the uh, the abyss of the netherworld or some other nonsense like that. And of course, they, and they did on-the-nose dialogue, you know, on-the-nose commentary, I guess, if you want to say that. I, well, I want to say it because they had to go, oh, and people said that they'd take them off to the, the dark realm and they're never to be seen again. Was, ah, come on. <sighs> the only thing I disliked about that is that they introduced it, this dark realm stuff again. 
I mean, I guess they had to find some way to, you know, reestablish who Sue Young is and her evilness and et cetera, et cetera. But the issue was with Fire and Flavor and Savannah Evans. If anything, I would have rather the call out to work. Steals and Evans come out there, but you let Evans do the job. You know, you have a match, but basically turn it into a squash. Have Savannah Evans beat her up so badly that they had to cart her out of there on a stretcher. And, you know, then you can say something like, I I never seen any knockout beating up this bad. I just, it'd be something if, if we see her come back, but holy cow, look how, how bad she looks. You know, something. It ain't got to be on the nose as a departure statement. But, you know, it, it's one of those, those commentary pieces that they go, they get beaten, and we give it just enough wiggle room that if she ever shows back up, she can. But, you know, you're basically saying that she's out of here. She's she's hurt, and I don't know if we're going to catch her again. Kind of like, and this is the old, old uh, segment. Um, when Mr. Wonderful, you know, years ago, WCW was having issues. They essentially rolled him off of TV via a pile driver from the horseman. He took a pile driver on the, uh, not on the mat, but on the outside. And he didn't wrestle again for a long time. And even when he wrestled again, he'd stuff her the stinger. And that was years later. But the, the essential point of that was to get him off of television. And that's what I would have preferred here. I would have preferred that they just, just had Savannah Evans do something, powerbomb her five or six times or something like that to the point of where she was just incapacitated and, it necessitates uh, the, the, the paramedics or someone to come out the ringside and take her away. But the end result of all this is that she is now part of the AEW roster. And, you know, I, I have to say this about Kara Hogan before I move on to the next story. Kara Hogan is somebody that I had the opportunity to meet about 2015 or, yeah, I want to say 2015, maybe 2016. And she was uh, in the very infancy of her wrestling career at that time, the girl on fire. Uh, and one thing that has, she hasn't changed. She hasn't changed a lot of her, uh, her gimmick and nothing like that. She knew what she wanted to be and who she wanted to be, essentially. I mean, she is morphed a little bit, but for the most part, she's she's – known who who Kiara Hogan is from the get-go. And what you could definitely say about her is that she is, was, and, and, and you know has never given anyone any reason to believe that she is anything less than a wrestling fan. When I spoke with her uh, at that time, and you can find that interview, and a couple of her early matches on our channels, speaking of that, uh, but when I spoke to her at that time, she was uh, just getting started. She had just gotten a, a tryout, I want to say the week prior with the WWE. Uh, then she was starting to, to kind of branch out, and she was becoming an indie darling. Uh, one of those names that when you talked about women's wrestling, she was always in the mix. She got a, I think one of the first big breaks she got was getting to compete at Ladies' Night at Booker T's World Gym in uh, Texas. 
That was a big opportunity for her. Put a big spotlight on her, and then she just kind of grew from there. She went from WSU, which you know she probably regrets at this point. Like I think every woman that's worked at WSU regrets it now. Um, <laughs> but at the time, it was a big deal. Um, and for those who don't know why I say that, it's because the the footage had been sold by the owner of WSU, and they've kind of repackaged that as almost like softcore porn. So, you know, I mean, they can't change the matches. This is the way that they describe it when you go on LA. And I'm not trying to endorse it, but I, I believe a lot of that is on Tubi TV, T-U-B-I. And it's... it's it's a lot of the descriptions that the the ladies that participated there dislike. They, you know, they're like, you know, we gave you a lot, we wrestled for you, and this is how you treat us. So, you know, anyway, that that's that's a whole different issue. But uh, yeah, I think a lot of them really regret having dealt with that now. Um, but uh, yeah, she's she's gone on Queens of Combat. She was, then uh, she did some shimmer shots and so so on and so forth. And then the next thing you know, here she is on Impact Wrestling, and simultaneously she was on Wow for a little while. She had really set her mark. She had moved on. She had, she had her dream achieved. She was a professional wrestler, not a wrestler on the weekends, not a weekend warrior, not somebody that had to do some other job just to kind of maintain. She got to where this was her bread and butter. And she had done that again for like the last four or five years. It's about 2017. She This is what she had done. And now she's transitioned to the second largest wrestling promotion in the world. Now, I don't know where she's going to go from there. I don't know if she's going to be able to filter her way into uh, that main event that main programming scene, that's what I should say. I was about to say main event. But the main programming scene of being on Dynamite or not, I know she just got the opportunity to be on Rampage, which is a big deal because, you know, that's their their number two show now. She went against Jade Cargill. I didn't watch the match. I need to look at it. But to see her and the way that she's grown and the opportunities she's gotten and all that stuff like that, I mean, it's, it's incredible to have watched someone that you saw Essentially, from the start, make their way to where they are right now. It's it's uh, it's, it's it's very nice to see. And as much as I say congratulations to Faith at the beginning of this for signing with WWE, uh, big congratulations to Kira Hogan for following their dreams and making them dreams come true. As we talk about Kira Hogan, you have to go into um, what I wanted to talk about is the uh, NWA Women's Pay-Per-View, which is set for the uh, last Saturday this month, August 28th. And then the next night will be NWA 73, which also has, I believe, two women's matches on it. So it's going to be a full weekend for them. Uh, this isn't women's wrestling news, but I might as well just say it because it's wrestling news, and how can you not? Uh, Ric Flair will be in attendance at NWA 73. They've already made the announcement that he is due to appear. Now, since he's been released from, uh, uh, apparently he asked for and got his release from the WWE, so he is making his way back to his roots, back to the NWA, which is going to be, um, it's going to be interesting. Let's see what, what that's going on. I may just... Order the package. 
I think uh, on fights they have a package for that where where if you get both it's probably like ten dollars left less if rather than if you bought them both individually. So I may do that so I can be able to watch it and and give a nice review on on the shows. I'm interested. I mean, you know, I I haven't been interested in anything NWA related in terms of a big event in a long time, but I'm I'm interested in seeing what this does. Now I will say. I don't feel this mode of of this is historic the way that the NWA has kind of uh, promoted. I know that it's like, oh, this is the the first women's pay per view in NWA history, and, and yeah, I get it. But you know, how many more first women's pay per views can you have? I mean, the first one that I ever knew and I ever saw was. I think in '93, or you know, matter of fact, it might have been earlier than that. I think LPWA was a little bit earlier than that. And then Wow, and then of course, you know, you had some subsequent pay per views behind that with Impact, and they all have kind of levied the 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 moniker with the first of whatever category that they've chosen. So I mean, that it's a little hard for me to get excited on that front, but I am excited to see. Uh, how the show is going to progress and how they will be able to pull this thing off. They got a lot of talent that's coming in there and a lot of ladies. And one person who ad- identifies as a lady, so I don't I don't know what that's about. Uh, that that still seems kind of weird to me, but you know, I will I will reserve my judgment of that until I actually see the show. And I'll tell you who that person is once I get into the roster. Um, I also told you that as I was recording this, SummerSlam has just gone off. It would behoove me not to mention the, the two things relevant to this this channel. Charlotte Flair has regained the women's the uh, championship, the Raw Women's Championship. Surprise, surprise. And look, who thought differently? I mean, let's be honest. Charlotte was going to win, and we all knew she was going to win. They're on the on the push to make her a 17-time women's champion or whatever whatever the heck. The, the, the goal is clear and the goal lies in sight. She's, what, at 12 times now? 12 times of acknowledged championship reigns. And that's with them removing the two NXT women's title reigns. That, that's how confident that is. They, they don't even count that anymore. She was at 13, then they bumped it down. They went backwards. <laughs> so I don't even know. I mean, they, they, I don't even get why they would do that. I thought that was the whole point to send her back to NXT in the first place because she did re-win it, but you know they don't even acknowledge the NXT championships now. Um, the other bit, well, before I say that, let me just say this. I... I saw Nikki Cross's post and how much it meant to her to be at SummerSlam and and you know she had tears in her eyes and and all that stuff and and I and I get it because that's probably the biggest match that she has ever had and if you've seen her from the point where she was at say Shine and she's wrestling in in what is essentially a bar to wrestling in a stadium yeah that's that's a huge deal and that's a big win for her and her career now for her character necessarily or her or her on-screen persona as i like to say that's another story i mean 
I like Nikki, but what is I, I'm I don't know if I'm really into this Nikki Ash thing. This Nikki Ash almost a superhero. Because even with this, even with this turn to being almost a superhero, it is like it has knocked her back light years. Like, like now she doesn't even look like she belongs in the same building as a Charlotte Flair or a Rhea Ripley, much less being the champion. And I know that a lot of that is because she's, you know, I'm almost a superhero. And kids, you can be whatever you want. And I gave it my best shot, which makes me a win. You know, that, all that stuff that, they, that she talks. I mean, I don't know if they make her do it. They probably do. But you don't hear any of that stuff come out of either one of Charlotte or Rhea's face. Anybody that's there that has any sort of real uh, position as a head talent you don't see them say any of that nikki has cornered herself into being the comedy character because you can almost guarantee that they are never going to let that go once it begins selling toys and i know she said that she pitched it herself and that's fine but yeah once she begins selling toys and t-shirts and making appearances at schools and the outfit and all that stuff being being almost a superhero which is ridiculous i mean she won the championship what else do you need to be a full-fledged superhero she she became the champion that is as high as you're going to go what else do you have to do to be a full-fledged hero here like what do you gotta save a cat from a tree or stop a crime or something like that learn how to fly what is it that she needs to do beyond becoming the raw women's champion I don't get it. I mean, maybe if she was to show back up and she was able to beat Charlotte Flair convincingly, then, you know, that that probably actually would work. That that should make her the superhero that she wants to be. But as of right now, she's just, you know, she's pigeonholed. And I don't see her getting herself back into any sort of championship scene unless she tags up with Alexa Bliss or something. And they have their little hot, cold, crazy person superhero tag team which now that I've breathed that into the existence of the world it'll probably happen next week I regret saying this now anyhow (laughs) one of the highlights of SummerSlam however was the return of the man Becky Lynch she showed back up and immediately squashed Bianca Belair for the Smackdown Women's Championship which I did not like I mean, it's great that uh, Becky Lynch is back. It's wonderful to see her make her return to WWE television. But really, Bianca couldn't even get a competitive match out of this? I guess she is not the EST after all. It is all false. But uh, if you haven't watched SummerSlam, you should probably go in there and watch because there are other uh, returns and things that popped up, which I'm sure you'll enjoy. But I won't go into that now because, you know, I try to keep this on track as a women's wrestling podcast. Speaking of women's wrestling, back to the NWA and NWA in power, August 28th. 
The entire card has been brought up, which I will read to you now. Kyler Ray versus Chick Tormenta and Diamante. They will they will be taking on each other in a triple threat match. Uh, the NWA Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament, which I am not sure how they have gauged this because they already have two. I guess that they're only having semifinals. I thought they were going to get more than that, but yeah, they're, they're already just at semifinals. So, We've got the team of Hex, which is Allison K and Marty Bell, not to be confused with Hex that has been on the independents, which I'm a little disappointed in that they should, you know, some of these established teams on the independents should be there. Uh, if you know Hex on the independents, that would be uh, Ravana Sin and uh, Nina Monet. If you look at WoW, you would know her as Siren. But uh, here, Hex is Allison K and Marty Bell, and they will be taking on the team of Heel on Heels, that's Sahara 7, and Renee Michelle. And I am going to go ahead and call it now. Hex is going over there, going to the finals. Uh, the other team will be the women in the uh, tag team tournament will be Red Velvet and Kaylin King. And they will be going against the Free Babes. You can guess who's in that. Miranda Gordy and Haley J. That will be her tag team partner. Uh, as part of the Free Babes. I am going to go ahead and say that the Babes are going to go forward and they will take on Hex in the finals. Hex for the Tag Team Championships. Probably very likely, even though both of them left NWA like a year ago. So, but but they do have roots there. So I, so I think out of the three tag team matches that we're going to get that night, you're going to see Hex go over in the finals. Um, the NWA Women's Invitational Cup gauntlet with the prize at the end of this. The winner will go on the next night of NWA 73 and they will challenge for the NWA Women's Worlds Championship against whoever wins and in power. So that, that, that's a kind of a loaded statement. So um, the, the individuals that were announced, Tootie Lynn, Jamie Senegal, which I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. That earlier in the, the broadcast of the podcast, you heard me say there was somebody who identifies as a woman. Well, there, there you go. It's Jamie. Which again, you know, look, if they want to be inclusive, that's their business. I know that they uh they made it such a big deal that this was an all-female event. I don't know how that works, but again, I said I will reserve my judgment until after I see the show. Because for all I know, it could just be there as a comedy spot. But I still, you know, I, to me, that's just kind of goofy. But I have to see it first. It, cause it, it, the, the first thing I think of is uh, Harvey Wimpleman as Harvina winning the women's championship. I think about uh, uh, Santino Morella as his own sister winning the Miss WrestleMania Battle Royal. I, you know, I was like, why do you need that? Why? Why? Why even the the you know the possibility of it? Anyhow, I, again, I, I, judgment will be reserved. Chelsea Green, who made a public plea of sorts to be the, in the main event 
of the world's uh, championship. That did not happen apparently, but she's in the invitational, so she could get the main event the next night if she really makes it happen. Lady Frost will be there, as we've seen on NWA television already. Debbie Malenko who's a uh, name that a lot of people are probably not all that familiar with, most uh, new fans. She's been doing this for quite some time. I think she's also started uh, working in an MMA capacity. So it would be interesting to see it. You know, when I see her on Instagram, she still looks in great shape. And I know a lot of her career had kind of taken place overseas and whatnot, so there's not – there isn't the uh, cachet of a video that a lot of people get to see with her. Hopefully, hopefully, the NWA will have gone and pulled some footage or, or or shots or something like that so to help educate the audience who Debbie Malenko is. I've tried to catch up with her. I've, been, I've really been wanting to speak with her, but uh, she's kind of difficult to catch. But maybe, we, maybe I can make that happen down the line. Uh, Bianca Carelli, Masha Slamovich. Genocide, who, again, if you watch NWA, you've been seeing her on television. Thunder Kitty, who is a real throwback wrestler. Uh, she she has claimed that she has wrestled back in the days with uh, uh, your Mildred Burks and... and <laughs> And so on and so forth, and I, and I say claimed that she's done that, but uh, that that is her entire presentation. That isn't the entire package of her, and uh, I I enjoy it. Um, and the final entry in that is Kiera Hogan. So she is back in this thing again. She is going to be wrestling in the Invitational Cup Gauntlet. If they run the gauntlet the way that Impact Wrestling has run their gauntlet, it would be the equivalent of a Royal Rumble, although the intervals will be different. Um, but we'll, again, you know, we'll see if that's how they, if how the rules are. They haven't announced the rules, at least not that I'm aware of. So any one of these uh, women can go on to win, and when they do, they will appear the following night at NWA 73 and challenge for the NWA World's Championship. The second, well, well, not the second, the first of two championships will be the Impact Knockouts title. Deanna Perrazzo, who although she skipped around and, and danced around the invitation, ultimately accepted Mickey James's invitation to appear Mickey James, who had a very hollow invitation out to the world, saying, I want anybody who I don't care what your contract status is to appear. Now, she knew full well when nobody appearing who's under contract anywhere. <laughs> not not without legal issues, they weren't. So that was that was just something to sound good. Nobody in the WWE was ever gonna pop up in NWA uh wrestling and and they all knew it and that and those are the only contracted players that she was talking about uh but diana perrazzo is going to be there she's had a a very lengthy title run and a very dominant title secondary title run as the knockouts champion and she will be taking on melina melina this is going to be her first attempt for a championship and Impact Land, and I believe is the, the first attempt for a championship that is a non WWE title. 
And I know some people out there have looked at her and, and given her kind of a hard time because the bulk of her wrestling career has all been in WWE. But Melina actually does have a, a somewhat of a wrestling pedigree as she has been uh, on the independence years ago. Uh, I think if you, you know what? I don't even know if the site exists, but I'm going to say it anyway. Glory Wrestling dot com there are so many faces on there that you'll probably recognize as being stars now but back in the day she was on there and as uh melina perez and she was one of those girls that put her name into this this website is essentially a, a giant database um for a lot of the independents at the time and it was a means for them to get their names out there. This is, you know, the early phases of the internet. And uh, they were there trying to, you know, let promoters know who they were and where they were, what their what their uh, personality was, how they look, finishing moves, where they f- were from, so on and so forth, all of that. So that was what was going on that time. I, I, you know, they may have finally shut this site down. I just tried to punch it up, and I don't think it's there anymore. It was there for almost 20 years. Can you believe it? 20 years. And it never updated, but it was but it was there. I guess they finally got to the point where it was like, you know, it's enough is enough. I'm kind of sorry to see it go. Um, but uh, Melina challenging Perrazzo could be interesting. I'm, I'm actually interested in seeing that match more than I am seeing the NWA Women's World Championship. Uh, and that will be Camille taking on legit Layla Hirsch, who is tiny compared to Camille. I mean, the amount of memes showing this uh, big girl, little girl, um, soft, <laughs> soft core porn <laughs> picture that people have been floating around. Now, they didn't show anything raunchy or naked or nothing like that, but yeah, it's... it's it, it was the first thing that people started floating when they when they saw Camille standing in the ring with with her. She's, she's so short. Now she's good, but she's so short. I mean, it it, it looks ridiculous to seeing these two standing face to face with each other. So it'll be interesting to see the match and how it works out, and and whether Camille is a good enough champion to be the champion that makes the other person look good. But in either case, whether that be Layla Hurst wins the championship, which I do not think will happen, or Camille retaining, which I am pretty sure that uh, that is going to take place, one of them will defend the championship against whoever wins the Invitational Cup. I also didn't give my prediction for the Knockouts Championship. I think Melina is going to give a good showing, but I don't see her winning the, the title. It would be kind of... Uh, fascinating if she did i would not be opposed to her if she did but i don't think that she's gonna walk out with it but we'll move on to the next night that's nwa 73 and uh mickey james who is putting together this entire event you know uh, i don't want to say allegedly but you know that she's been together the entire uh empower event is going to be wrestling she will compete that is the only other match that is going to be, you know, kind of uh, out the 
Well, the only other match that I can really say because other we don't know who's going to be in it. Um, she is going to be taking on Kylie Ray. That uh, I I'm interested in the match. Let me just say that first. I am interested in the match. I want to see it, and I enjoy Kylie Ray. Uh, she's a, a sweetheart of a woman. Uh, when I had a chance to speak with her, also, so you know, when her career first started out. Uh, she she was wonderful, wonderful to talk to. Uh, that said, I don't know. Uh, I, she's not acknowledged publicly what her uh, personal issues might have been to prevent her to appear at some of these pay per views that she's had in the in the past. Well, she walked out of AEW and she essentially walked out of Impact, which kind of necessity, you know, which really kind of necessitated uh, Perrazzo losing <laughs> the championship or getting it back, I should say, because she lost it at, at Bound for Glory and in pretty short order regained it. When the when the match originally was scheduled to be Perrazzo versus Ray, but Ray never, you know, she she backed out of it. Uh, I don't know if, the, if it's the pressure of that or not, but, you know, it's – it would be something. I'm sure Mickey James will be able to get through whatever it is, and and I would hope. And I'm not saying that uh, Ray is unreliable or anything like that, but at this point, I would hope that they have somebody in the wings for whatever may occur. I'll put it that way. For whatever potential outcomes could take place, uh Having somebody that's there would be um, ideal. Now, I will say this. And I want to rope this back around to Kara Hogan for just a second. And it all connects to what to the Mickey James Kyler Ray match, or more specifically, it connects to Mickey James. Kara Hogan admittedly, <laughs> you go in, in the interview, she heard. As I said, she has been a rustic fan for the bulk of her life. This is not something that is made up. She's not. She didn't do this so she could become a TV star or an actress or transition off into movies and music. Now, those things may well happen, but that was not the reason that she got into it. Her YouTube channel at the time was Mickey James' fan like 79 or something like that. Mickey James is her hero. She's openly admitted that. She said that on multiple occasions. And the one thing that she wanted to do, even then, was have a match with Mickey James. Now, because their paths went in two different routes, Mickey, I think at the time, was on the independence, and it was there was a little portion of time where they could have potentially got that done but then Mickey got signed to WWE and Kiera went on to WOW and then she went on to Impact and then Mickey got released from WWE but Kiera was still in Impact and now she's going on to AEW but AEW has allotted their talents to go work elsewhere because they don't have house shows 
in much the same way that Impact does. Kara Hogan is now at an event that is primarily being oversaw by Mickey James, her hero. I believe this is going to be the first time in her career that she's been in a professional setting with this woman. She's met her before. She's met her before as a fan. I think she's met her before as a professional. But she's not worked in the same building at the same time as Mickey James has. This is the time. This is the time and this is the moment. I all due respect to Kyla Ray. And I'm not saying that they you know, should just yank the rug out from underneath her. But all, all due respect to her, this is the match that should have been made. They should have made Mickey James versus Kiara Hogan. The footage of her talking about her being a fan, her being a hero, and all this stuff exists. I have it. They could get it from me for free. I mean, I would prefer that they paid me, don't get me wrong, but they could get it they could get it from me for free if they were trying to promote this match. Kiara, I mean, all it would take is a is a, a, a promo or two out of Kiara Hogan expressing this. This is the reason I'm here. This part, this woman is why I'm in this business. I have to have this match before before it is done. Before she decides to hang up the boots or whatever, this is the match that I was destined to have. I was born for this moment. She has pictures of herself as a fan shaking hands with Mickey James. Which is not uncommon. I mean, look, we got a lot of wrestling uh, fans who've grown up to be wrestlers shaking hands or meeting their, their heroes and stuff like that. But normally you see that story happen in a WWE environment. Mickey could make this happen. It is down to her. Now, I do not expect that it's not going to, I mean, that uh, the Kyler Ray match isn't going to take place. But given what I just said, that if you were to have a backup, Kara Hogan's as a backup to that match, assuming, you know, I, I'm, and knock on wood, I hope nothing goes wrong. I hope Kylie shows up. She, she should get a chance to reestablish herself. But if for whatever reason something takes place, Kiara is the uh, likely draw, in my opinion. I just wish that if if it did, that they had more time to kind of get things across. So there it is, folks. I mean, that, that's that's a, a lot of stuff going on in the world of women's wrestling as it stands right now. Uh, I am interested to see whether Camille as a champion can do what a Thunder Rosa did or what a Santana Garrett did and and being the uh or or for that matter, um Allison Kay and being the face of that promotion and, and putting on some some big time matches. It it I wonder, can she can she do what the other champions had to do? She's largely muscle. You know? It's not like uh, Nick Aldis 
Well, I go back to Thunder Rosa. It's not like Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa has some stellar matches as the NWA Women's Champion, both in NWA rings and outside of them. I mean, even in WoW, when she wrestled as Serpentine, she had a stellar match against uh, Tessa Blanchard. How Camille will do following uh, her predecessor will be interesting to see and watch. If anybody there has any uh, uh, comments about Camille, Kara Hogan, WOW, WWE and his choices of putting the two elder stateswomen back in the championship well, not contention, back into the championship scene immediately or anything else that's been talked about here, feel free to leave it in the comments below. If you want to support the channel, make sure that you click the link below and get a shirt. New shirt designs are going up all the time, and those purchases do help support this channel. I will be back to talk about NWA Empower and potentially the NWA Women's World Championship match the following night, along with Mickey James and Kylie Ray. The, those matches will be great matches and a good show overall, or at least my fingers are crossed. I'm hoping it'll be a good show. And I am expecting Perazzo and Melina to steal it at Empower. I think Melina's got something to prove, and Perrazzo also wants to continue to show the world that she is as good as she claims she is and that the WWE should have never let her go. In fact, I would say that Chelsea Green probably is living by the same mantra. But uh, if you haven't subscribed to this channel, wherever you are, please feel free. I would love to have you uh, for this for matches, for interviews, and everything else that we may produce on the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. So for myself and the channel, I appreciate you, your time, your support. This is Mr. Green saying that this is Mr. Green saying so long, and I will see you on the next go-round. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the WPN's Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling. If you have questions or comments, please contact us via our Facebook or our YouTube channel at the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. If you're new to the WPN, feel free to subscribe to our channel and like our page. We appreciate your support. Thank you again for listening.